What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Namra Podcast. Russ Mangson here with Justin, Taylor, and Sahil. Going to talk to you guys about what you guys can do to prepare your marketing for 2023. So stay tuned. So one big change that's been going on, uh, LinkedIn announced something recently. So Sahil, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, definitely. So they are actually working on two features that they're working on announcing and they've been testing these behind the scenes but i think they actually just officially announced that they're going to roll it out to all accounts uh so one of those is now a native scheduling feature right on the platform so similar to how facebook has had uh for for quite some time now (laughs) linkedin's kind of behind on this but yeah so now you are going to be able to schedule posts on linkedin which is huge, you know, just to maximize your your digital presence on that platform, at least for the people that are always, you know, on the go or, or did enjoy blocking out time to at least just get their content squared away and things. So it, it definitely helps on that end. Uh, like I'm big on the scheduling feature. You oh, yeah. Know, that's, that's a huge tool. Uh, so, yeah, they're... And what I think is going to happen is they're going to batch roll it out. So similar to how Instagram has uh, in the past with their updates. Uh, So I think some accounts are going to see it first, then some more, then some more, and then eventually everyone's going to have it. So uh, that's one feature. The second one that they're working on is called uh, focused inbox or priority inbox. And I think that's just their response to kind of filtering out a bunch of those spam uh, in mails that people get. So now you are at least going to have your inbox back. You won't have to scroll endlessly like past all like the spam in mails to like get to like your real messages that you probably missed yep. honestly because totally. yeah. uh, I and you guys can correct me um, but I always felt like people just started ignoring the LinkedIn inbox yep. just because everyone's was just filled with you know all this in mail coming in yep. and it was just like I mean like it's not even worth checking anymore. So them making this change and it's like, they're going to be able to, you know, actually monitor their inbox now better. And the spam in mails are just going to go into an actual section. Yeah. <laughs> That's just called, you know, uh, I don't know what they're going to call it, but it's, uh, yeah, so you're going to, going to have a better <laughs> inbox on LinkedIn and yeah, you're going to be able to schedule posts. So That's pretty surprising too. It's great that, for the LinkedIn lovers. For the LinkedIn users, it helps the user experience, but the people who are paying for in mails, I mean, that's like, yeah, like, why would I do this? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But okay, let's talk about what that means in terms of sort of the implications of the motives of LinkedIn. Like they are probably looking to support business pages a little more in the future, right? If they're allowing you to schedule posts, that's a huge step in the direction towards Facebook and um, Instagram to promote small businesses businesses and business pages as opposed to just the personal connections which they focused on since the origination of linkedin so that possible like big migration for them yeah i think they were seeing a drop off in a lot of like their lead um services and tools because you know a a lot of people's inboxes were just getting filled by this in mail it was like this is just becoming a spam platform now like you know it's hey my 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 serious messages aren't even going to the people like it was just becoming heavily just dominated by sponsored posts which are oftentimes just ran by recruiting agencies it's not even the companies so it's like people were yeah they they were slowly dipping on you know the power of actually being a jobs (laughs) platform 
platform, which um, you know was was one of the biggest draws earlier on with yeah. LinkedIn, where where companies could post jobs and people could apply. So they were losing that touch a bit. They were losing touch on their on their timeline a bit too, because more and more people were were starting to see a infusion of personal posts mm-hmm. compared to the business. So they were kind of getting you know lost in that, and they were getting lost with this. You know, helping business pages kind of organically grow because it, they would just get shadowed by in-mail and inboxes to to just other posts that that weren't really you know organic content friendly. So they were kind of losing on all ends uh, to to these other platforms like Facebook and Instagram and and the rise of TikTok and and and, and you know others too. So I think now they are finally just taking a look back, correcting a lot of the functionality issues. Like you didn't have scheduling for years. Yeah, yeah. it's like how is a business supposed to you know, get care. anything and done? Wouldn't it, so wouldn't it make sense that instead of looking on Facebook for business pages and like the LinkedIn. you know places that you're gonna potentially work at or or look to call on, at people go on your, your Facebook, yeah. not LinkedIn, and that's a huge failure for LinkedIn, right, totally. you know, over the last 10 years, they did not really accommodate the business pages or, or the organic content for businesses. It was like, they're way behind that curve to the point where even though LinkedIn was dedicated towards making business and professional connections, all of that was happening on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. So this is good for LinkedIn. If they are able to catch up, maybe they'll become like the business side of Facebook is now. And that migration could even help Facebook become more fun, less businessy in the future if they split. It, it's know? almost like they need like their identity back. You yeah. Know? They were the business platform before and then they just kind of, you now know, it's a sale. It's Facebook a, yeah. became the business yeah, platform exactly. also. Uh, because, I mean, what did Facebook do that LinkedIn and Facebook invested back in the business side of things, you know, it's like more, more page functions, more functionalities mm-hmm. for business pages that are separate from personal pages and, and so more. I mean, right when LinkedIn started to, you know, just get dominated out uh, in their job postings by like recruiting agencies, what did Facebook do? They, they grew their jobs platform. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like Facebook, it's so easy to list a job now. So easy. Like yep. you list a job and you'll have applications come in and they improved that as well. Before applications, like it would just email notify you. And then there right. was like this, you know, smaller portal where you can tick off like, okay, I'm, you know, yes on this one, no on this one. But even their portal now has advanced so much that it's almost like a, it's almost like a, it's like a CRM when you look at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's so cool. organized now you can market in priority. You can move things along as to like where they are in the application mm-hmm. process. So they, they've invested a lot to just boost those, you know, those functions and just usability of these tools. Uh, so yeah, LinkedIn definitely has some catching up to do, but adding a scheduling feature is huge. It's a step in the right direction right. for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how many clients now like is like 20% of their marketing efforts are hiring mm-hmm. and it's all Facebook and Instagram and just creating the narrative of who we are, what we care about, come work for us. We're a good team. Yeah. And it's easier to do that on Facebook. Sad to say. So yeah. hopefully LinkedIn can catch up. We're rooting for them. We yeah. always say we're not biased towards any of these platforms. We're just Which doing what works. works. So yeah. if LinkedIn yeah. catches right. up, that's great for everybody. Yeah. One of, you could even actually see it so, like, if you read, like, the beta testing reports, like, when these newer updates are coming out, sometimes they release it, sometimes they don't. But you could see earlier on when they were even releasing the scheduling function, they only wanted you to schedule, I think the cap was set as like, at, like, three days. That's Facebook? what it was set at. 
now on LinkedIn, LinkedIn. this new function. Got it. And I think, and then as people tested it more, tested more, they finally bumped that up to 90 days, which is more. <laughs> which That's is, what people want to do. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like, but, but it's crazy how like this isn't already knowledge. Like how, how, how can do, you yeah. limit it to three days? Why even do that? Yeah. It's like, then it's like, there's no point of a scheduling feature at least. Cause, cause you know, it's like some people do like to time block yeah. out their content plan. Like not everyone is on the, uh, on the go type of person that, that likes to document everything. And some people are very, Hey, like I have a plan. Here's my strategy. Like, let me schedule out my post. So that way I can, I can do business stuff yeah. <laughs> for the whole month. Yeah. And it's like, it's a no brainer. It allows people to post yeah. more. Exactly. So You'll at least they bump it. that up and it looks like you're going to be able to do videos and um, and just regular posts as well. So that's huge. I, I think when they first tested it, it was only supposed to be for like photos, but yeah. no videos. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, at least it, it looks like they're taking it seriously. So yeah. Well, cool. I mean, there's such a huge opportunity there. That's like Facebook's uh, Facebook has a massive revenue of the like bit small business advertising space like if they could right. cut into that just a little bit they could really grow their numbers and i see from from my perspective it's like okay they're creating a new scheduling tool they're allowing businesses to invite people to drive traffic to their business page that's still a relatively new feature those are all signs and indications of they want more people utilizing that business page and business tool there's a lot of clients out there who i talk to who don't even realize you can create a linkedin business page People don't realize that you can actually, uh, if you work for a company, you can connect your LinkedIn profile with that company. And then mm -hmm. businesses can actually send out targeted blasts at mm -hmm. their employees to reshare this post. People don't know I that. I didn't know that. Yeah. So th it's one of those things that it's an underutilized tool. And I think even we, we saw recently one of our clients got a $300 free advertising yeah, credit LinkedIn to LinkedIn, credit. which that's they right. weren't, that's something Google's known for, Facebook is known for, but I've never seen one. I don't think I've seen one from them um, recently. So it shows that they're yeah. trying to do a push for that. And um, yeah, I think it might be a good opportunity. Now when everyone's running paid ads on Facebook and Instagram, bid caps are going up because of the holidays, maybe they see it as an opportunity. Um, yeah. Definitely. And I don't know if you guys have ever seen uh, like the LinkedIn career pages. Have you guys seen those yeah. like, like for businesses? Yep. It, they're solid designs. So, so pretty much it's, you know how Facebook has like a cover photo for a business page mm -hmm. and then you have the business like profile image and right. then there's like an about section, stuff like that. So LinkedIn has, has like a similar layout for business pages that want to like take it up a notch. Like they can make like, I think it's called company life pages mm -hmm. or career pages. Mm -hmm. Like you could do like, you know, like upload video testimonials and there's like mm. a block for that. And then there's like, a, cool. then there's like a job section. So it's like very, it's very cool. Yeah. Um, if you see the design, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. It looks very nice, but no one ever used it. Cause one, it's like people were just running from the platform with all these other issues yeah. going on. And it's like, and, and most people never knew about it because it's just such a hidden, mm -hmm. it's like you have to go, you have to even find the URL on Google. Like you have to actually type in like company career page and then really? like a separate LinkedIn yeah. one comes up and then it takes you through like the application and stuff. So yeah, they made it so complicated. It's like, no, whereas like Facebook, Hey, like you want to, want to create a page? Like, yeah, here's yeah, the button. Simple. Yeah. Right, put yeah, in the name, put in the cover button. photo. Boom. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it's every done. single page yeah. on Facebook. Like, do you have to do that correctly? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, don't just, you know, don't just create a page find. for the sake of creating a page. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm, you know, I'm talking about the tool where it's like Facebook was user friendly. That's why a lot of businesses just, just, you know, 
uh, grew on there and and that's why more continue to go on on the level of social with these with these platforms like meta and, and instagram but it's uh but you know as far as the tool linkedin was just always shadowed because yeah they were, they were just you know not making enough effort at least in my opinion as far as i got a question for you so as far as those like free ad credits that mm-hmm. google runs facebook runs yelp runs like crazy do you have any tips or advice what should someone take that free free money or advertising credit and use it what, what are your suggestions on that so usually that happens uh, one or like one of two ways. One is you've already been spending so much on the platform that they give you a credit, mm-hmm. uh, where it just as like a thank you, like hey, we've noticed you spent you know X number of dollars this month. Here's here's two hundred more dollars just just for using our services, type type of thank you. So there's that one. That's one type of credit you can get. The other type of credit uh, that we've seen is either you have an ads account that's been dormant for a while. Or it's or maybe it's so new that you haven't run your first campaign. Sometimes they give you know credit offers to that, like here's you know a hundred dollars free of AdWords, yep. something like that. The latter type of credit usually those only apply once you spend a certain num- like number. So if you're a new, you know, new AdWords account, for example, and you get one of those emails from Google that says like here's a hundred dollars of AdWords credit. Usually in the small print, you'll see it says like the hundred dollar credit will be applied once you spend like five hundred dollars on AdWords, yeah, right. something like that. So um, it's the most expensive. Free, yeah, that, free hundred. <laughs> yeah, that's my that's my tip. Like at least first of all, figure out what kind of offer you've gotten. Yep. Like if you're someone who's you know you've been spending. Uh, you know, you're you, you're getting solid returns. You you plan to continue mm-hmm. with AdWords, then that's great for you. Yeah. You know, like those credits will kick in automatically, and um, yeah, you don't need to do much. But if you are someone that's new and you just got that offer, like no, no, like understand, like it's it's almost like a hidden fee. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. know, it's Read like the fine no, you do have to spend. Um, very like I don't I don't think I've ever seen an email that was purely a free credit. Never. It's yeah. nothing's free. Unless, yeah. yeah, unless you're the first type where it's like you've been spending and they just want to give you <coughs> like, like a boost that, you know, I guess in a way that's free. <laughs> yeah. But that, that, that's free because you keep spending. Uh, yeah, right. But it's like the second part, yeah, definitely I've never seen like a free credit come through. It's like you have to spend a certain number. And, and by the way, uh, the AdWords credits are pretty, pretty uh, efficient how they are yeah. given back. Like if you do spend that, they, they uh, credit you back right away like they are pretty good about that so it's definitely not like a scam thing that google does but yeah just know you will have to spend more and you will have to spend yeah yeah my favorite if you just if you want to google um my free yelp credit just google that and see (laughs) all of the complaints and i submitted a a complaint to the the better business bureau these guys stole my (laughs) fucking money it's unbelievable it's crazy how many complaints are about that because yelp is they're savages one time a client uh kept getting calls from yelp just you know hey we're gonna remove all your bad reviews Mm -hmm. and list with us and you know it's gonna help your business and stuff so i think he looped me in on a call yeah. Uh, so I, like, um, he pretty much just said, you know, um, we have a marketing team. Like, could you please talk to them? And says, so I got looped into this call. So this Yelp, 
uh, call center or, or, or where, wherever the yeah. call came from, you could hear like bells in the back, <laughs> yeah. like, like them, like making sales. Uh-huh. Like yeah. it, it was almost like a boiler room. Where yeah. It's oh like, <laughs> no, you could actually hear bells. They do. Yeah. Like Wolf people screaming Street. in the back. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was definitely like a communication yeah. center, but you could hear like others talking like on their phones and just like heavy voices, That's you funny. know, it's like, and then bells going, it's like, listen, it's like, in a way, it's like extortion. It's like, oh. hey, listen, we have to pay to remove our bed. We have to pay <laughs> it's to like yeah. what? Yeah. And yes. then, by the way, if you stop using the Yelp service, they they all go back up. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's it, it's it like it's, uh, which in a way, it's like, hey, if if a business has bad reviews, maybe it's it's for a reason. It's like, and you you mean to tell me any business can just pay three hundred dollars a month to remove their bad Yelp reviews? It's like, come on. Wait a second. Yeah, that's like a <laughs> lack, lack of integrity exactly. on exactly. Yelp's part. Yeah, that's why no one likes you Yelp. You can't remove a Google review <laughs> no. or a Facebook review. Like it, Exactly. That's legitimate. No, yeah. you can't. Really. Yeah. Um, We're just getting, you know, in a way, it's so good uh, how they've made that process so strict mm-hmm. as far as like reviews and stuff uh, where it, it, you have to go through quite quite a bit of effort to like actually get like a real legitimate review removed. Yep. And, and and that's why, you know, Google, my business has flourished. Like they've, they really have created this new platform, uh, that's much better than Google plus, um, you know, and by the way, if you aren't on Google, my business, you definitely have to be, uh, otherwise you won't even be indexed on search, but it's, uh, no, they've done a great job uh, and, and they continue to improve, which is, which is great to see. Maybe we should just do a quick Google My Business plug. Well, explain uh, explain what indexed on Google means because no one knows what that. Like a lot of people listening might not know what that means. But can you break that down in simple terms? Like, what does it mean to be indexed with Google? Definitely. So, so the best way I like to explain it is like if you remember long ago when when during phone books, right? If you wanted to look up a number very quickly, you had to go to the back of the book, which was the index, mm-hmm. and then you alphabetically search for that number. It'll tell you what page, you know, that company's information is on. And then using that index, you go back to the book, you find it, and, and you know, you were on your way. So that is pretty much what's happening now on Google. Like when Google first started, like they, they bought up a lot of these textbook directories and they uploaded them on Google. So in a way, like today, when we are trying to look up a company, we're, we're kind of following that same system, but it, it's just all happening digitally. That's a really good explanation of that. So being indexed, when you create a Google My Business profile, think about it as now you're in Google's textbook. You're or in phone yellow book. pages. Yeah. yeah. And, and your listing is the index. So if you're not even indexed, like... In the book itself, like it's going to be very hard to find you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, so that's the best way, like I like to explain it. So, like making a listing, optimizing it properly, making sure your services are are populated properly, all of that. It helps. It helps your listing being found uh, to to the proper search terms much easier and more effectively. I always say it allows people to find you for what you do. Exactly. Right. I, I was working with a financial services company and they had their Google listing, but under their listing in the category or s- like what you offer, it said commercial space. Like they're a financial advisory, but it just says commercial space. Hmm. I wonder why you're not getting any calls from right. Google. It's because they don't, when someone types in financial services near me, you're not in, you're, Google doesn't know that's what you do. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter what your name is. They don't know. 
Yeah, th that's why the optimization part of your listing is so important as mm -hmm. well. Um, yes, definitely create a Google My Business listing. That's important. But if you do that improperly, that can also hurt you in a way. So, uh, and what we mean by optimizing is just making sure that your username tag is is you know is accurate. Like it's not something way different than your business name, yeah. and that's create that's creating you know conflicting signals for Google. Uh, you know, just making sure the services and description are, are proper. You can choose a primary category and also secondary category. So making sure those are, are you know, been selected properly. Uh, so you can do a lot of things to optimize and make sure that you're going to populate for the for what you do. I like actually Taylor have said. a great story about that. So I was working with someone. Um, one of our clients, they had a friend who they like kind of referred us to. Um, and they were like, Hey, yeah, we'll get back to you. We'll get back to you. And just the deal kind of fell off the table, but we were introduced. Um, so a couple months later, this person came back and said, Hey, like, I actually like need your help. Like, can you jump on a call with me? I was like, yeah, sure. She kind of sounded like distressed. And, um, it turns out that she was managing her Google listing on her own and she knows how to, you know, handle all that. It was a great source for leads for, but she had changed her business name a few times. So in a one year span, she had changed her business listing name three times. She actually, cause, because she got rid of her old address, she just deleted the address from the Google page. So there was no more address associated. And after the third time of her changing the name, uh, Google flat out banned her. Like they banned the page, wow. they suspended everything. And now she can't even get back in. So she just got cut off by at the knees because yeah. she was messing around with her Google page and did nothing wrong, but she had been playing around with it without really knowing. Like, w I wish we could have been there to tell her, like, hey, that you you're just, not supposed to just yeah. keep changing yeah, your business. Yeah, they're very name. strict on that right it, now, it, uh, especially Google. They're yeah. very, very strict oh, on yeah. quality issues. Um, that that's what Google refers to as quality issues, by the way. And that's so, their biggest thing. They need yep. to make sure that the listings are quality so people can trust them. Right. Could, the example I've started to give now is that like, it's almost like hiring an electrician when you hire us because the Google, my business and all these different profiles need to be wired properly. And you can't just now as a, as a regular homeowner right. go in and like dabble with your elect like you're going to get electrocuted yeah. you're, you're going to get flagged or banned Burn somehow right. and you're going to have to go through this really annoying process which sometimes is like three months <coughs> like if you if you miscategorize an ad mm -hmm. and your page is like has conflicting information it's going to be seen as you're spamming people and that could end up being like a four-month process of getting your account back re-verifying it and it could be something i was like laughing when you said this like the commercial space thing well are you a are you in like commercial space, real real estate, or are you a financial advisor? And I work in the commercial space. Yes. That's like, that's you could totally screw up. Yep, and totally. it's just like, you just didn't know didn't which realize. one to pick. Yeah. Like those are, it's the same words, but totally different categories when it comes to setting up your account properly. So and it, people don't realize how fragile it that's is. That's common, now. yeah. And that's like a, it's, it sounds like an extreme example what you just said, but it is actually so spot on. Like yeah. saying you're an electrician because the, the kicker to all this, which is like really frustrating because I don't know if we're going to be able to get that page back. I'm optimistic, but I don't know if we can get that back for her because she removed her address. And you have to remember, you're not talking to people. You're talking to a, a Google, a platform. It doesn't know. It has automatic systems. Yeah. So because she deleted her address, when she went to 
rectify the situation, it gave her three options. Send us a utility bill to prove that you're at that address. Send us a, um, like another piece of information, like showing the lease, your name is there, something along those lines. And one other one that had to do with the business address, she deleted the business address and she doesn't work there anymore. So it'll never work. She can send a, right. she can send a utility bill from the old address with her name on it, but it's just which AI, wasn't, it's it wasn't even her name. It was under a different business that name. Sucks. So it won't work. It, it's, yeah. and it might, but I, I'm, right. I've seen it's not. It's so she's in it's a hard. really tough spot right now. And it's that's, hard. it's become like it as opposed mm -hmm. to just, you can do it on your own. Like, Oh, you're posting on Facebook. You're setting up your little Google profile. Like it was 10 years ago. Now it's, we're doing like software IT. Like we're really like working on these fragile accounts, making sure everything's set up properly. They're just more complicated than they used to be. So you can break it. I yes. hear you talking to clients about that all the time. Like I've, I've just be a, in the office. <laughs> I've like, had a quite a couple months. A bunch of them. They come in and they're like, oh yeah. my God, I don't know how to do any of this. Everything's changing. I don't know what anything yeah. looks like. Yeah. And it's not working. Like we actually, bugs. yeah, we actually referred to, to this in another podcast where we kind of said gone are the days uh, you know, for digital marketing where you can just hop on YouTube and do like the basic functions. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, can you? Uh, like, yes, you, you, you can, but it's like now it's just so complicated. And, and like you said, you, you, you are pretty much like an electrician. It's like you got to make sure these things are wired properly. Uh, and at least as an electrician, what you learned five years ago is the same as today. You know what I mean? Right. They're still Romex versus exactly. conduit. Right. They're not you know inventing I mean? electricity. It, it, stuff changes. <laughs> right. yeah. Literally. So if you do try to do it yourself on YouTube, you better make sure your search parameter says like videos within the past six months. Yeah. Because if you do anything Tried older, it's hours. totally different. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's tough. Yeah. Like, so don't, you know, tips on not getting, um, you know, not triggering any quality issues. Don't don't make changes like very often on your listing. Like make sure there are serious changes that, you know, that actually need to be made. Like don't think, Hey, one week I want to go with this name. Another week I want to go with this name. See if this name does better right, on search. Right, like, right. no, like do not change your name over and over again. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Or like it, type it yeah, in one way without capitals and then like mm. save it and be like, Oh, I'm going to fix the punctuation. Yeah, like, oh, I forgot to save the comma. it. Yep. And then like, Oh yeah. yeah it's like, like that stuff is, that so is name, one of two revisions you get. So like, yeah, use na them well. name will will definitely get you flagged for quality issues. Like, is this even a real business? Like, why do they keep changing their name? Yeah, totally. You know, uh, hours will get you flagged. So make sure if you are uh, if you have to make an hour change for like a special holiday hour or something, make sure you actually use the special hours function. Mm -hmm. Don't change it on your main hours. Yep. Uh, that they, they have two different tools for that. Well, not tools, like two different like buttons for that, uh, because that's happened in the past too, yep. where like businesses kept on changing their like their core hours, uh, even though it was only for like a day or two. You know, like like maybe like the day before Thanksgiving or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, and they did it too much, so then it that flagged it as a quality issue. It's like, hey, do you, like as a business owner, you don't even know your own hours. Like, why do you keep changing every Tuesday right. and every Wednesday? It's like, so it's the same thing with the name. So make sure you use the special hours function, and yeah, just don't don't be changing that too often. Mm -hmm. um, if you have to ask, hey, how can I do this properly? Like, please do ask, but do not get your listing banned because. It's not, it's not like an ads account, like where, you know, most of the time you can create a new one. Sometimes if your address 
gets delisted, then it's like they won't let you, like they will mark your business address itself as having quality issues. So it's like even if you try to make a new listing, you might uh, you might have a hard time getting it verified, getting a you know like mm-hmm. a verification code, something like that. So plus you have to build back up all that traffic of that old. Yeah, you lose your reviews. Oh, you know, sucks. yeah, it's it's bad. Yeah, got got to be careful with Google My Business. Great tool, but got to be careful optimizing. Yep. But if you do it right, the the opportunities are are endless. Yeah. Anything else going on? What any other common issues stuff you've been seeing lately, Justin? So two things I was actually going to say in relation to that. One, um, another update with social platforms would be YouTube just got handles. Mm-hmm. You sent that mm-hmm. out. That, that's yeah. pretty cool. So that'll be really nice for consistency pro- across all platforms and indexing in that way. So um, what are your expectations with YouTube as far as like, you know, what is that going to bring? Is that even going to, is that just going to flop? Is that just pointless for users? I think it's great. It's kind of interesting because kind of like LinkedIn cutting off the in-mail and creating a separate inbox, it's actually kind of a bad incentive because they had always incentivized, uh, you get a handle once you get to, I think, 100 subscribers. So it's kind of interesting, like there's got it, they have to be doing this for a reason. Because technically, you'd say like, okay, you can get a handle once you get to 100 subscribers. Yeah. So that's a I good think it goal was a thousand. Yeah, a thousand. It was a thousand and four hours of watch time, something okay. like that. So my question is, why are they doing this? Yeah. You know, they're maybe they're coming out with some other larger platform. My initial reaction is they're really emphasizing short video. So say the YouTube Shorts, right? YouTube Shorts. Yeah. So you can't find and be an influencer off YouTube Shorts if people can't find you directly. Right. So it could be a discovery issue that way, just like you want just like making it kind of similar to Instagram or TikTok. So that would be my initial reaction. They're trying to really focus on short form so that people follow creators they like. Um, but I don't know, what do you see? What what do you guys see? Just uh, search advantages. Yeah, you know, like just having a, an actual handle and uh, something to tag is like of value. Tagging like yourself in captions and things like that might be a thing. Like, yeah, for that purpose, it, it helps cross promotion. That yeah. could be it. I think it's definitely related to the shorts because that that announcement was made after YouTube Shorts have been gaining steam. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they do have to do that in you know just as a response to TikTok because TikTok has something similar you you have your name but you also have your user yeah uh, so YouTube does have to do that the other reason is is they need creators to create shorts uh, not everyone is consuming minute long videos a lot of people are consuming 15 second videos mm-hmm. so YouTube obviously global leader in content but they are not the global leader in content when it comes to shorts. Mm-hmm. So, so to incentivize people to create more shorts, like keep in mind, they have so many buckets to fill. Like if, if the average person, let's say like in a given minute, they're watching, you know, maybe, maybe two shorts, that's like 30 seconds. Now let's say if that same person was spending an hour on shorts, Think about how many buckets YouTube has yeah. to fill, mm-hmm. right? So it's like to incentivize creators, hey, we'll give you a handle. You'll be able to get, you know, I assume there's lots of, there's going to be lots of things related only to shorts that are going to come out in the future. Just how like IG recently started, hey, now you can boost on reels too. Yep. YouTube will have their own, uh, you know, version connected with AdWords that's going to be short specific. Mm-hmm. Just, just all of these things are in are in effort to fight against TikTok. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, yeah. but yeah, so there's that. definitely yeah. that. It's you know, they just have a lot of like content buckets that they need to fill though. So they need to do these same tools that, that these other platforms are doing. Yeah. And, and from a landscape standpoint, there's a ton of people out there that are YouTubers. 
and maybe not the biggest social media follower, have the biggest social media followings off so off uh, mm, platform. That's good but point. and vice versa is true. A lot of these people who are Instagram famous, uh, influencers on TikTok, they don't do long form YouTube content. Yeah, so it's there's a huge opportunity. Different. Yeah, it's totally different. So this looks like it could be their attempt to grab some of those people over. It's like, hey, you, you do a ton of uh, reels on IG and, and TikTok. Why don't you just... Post yeah. those over here too, and we'll give you this handle. We'll get you set up. So come on. And how, how come a lot of people rose to fame on the earlier days of like TikTok, earlier days of YouTube Shorts? The reason, you know, or, or at least like a big reason that plays a part in it is like there wasn't enough content to fill that specific bucket of yeah. Shorts. There was very limited people doing it. So if you were like the first. 10 people to start doing fitness things on shorts like you did gain a lot of that right because there just was yeah there was long form content out there you know successful pages that have already been built up and stuff but they're making maybe 15 minute videos about their workouts or 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 yeah or and, and you know so on but it's like who was doing shorts not not enough people so like that you know it's it's a different content medium and all of these platforms are hungry for more creators and that's why businesses that take the leap and start doing more content, they're, they're going to flourish because they need your content. It's not, it's, it's a two-way street. So how can those businesses leverage, like, say, a new feature that comes out in any of these social media platforms? Like you said, if the 10 fitness people use it blow up that's just it just use it like we always say if, yeah. a, new, if yeah. a new feature comes out they want you to Play use it. it and they're yep. gonna help you if you use it yep. like it's going to help you perform better because yep. yeah, they control the levers behind the scenes so they're going to emphasize those different things even from like a user experience level like if you go on the new youtube app like the updated one the shorts are mixed right in with mm -hmm. all the other videos you can go right into a, a shorts feed so they're really pushing it down people's throat to try to get to react to it. Yeah. It, well, it's like we say, like, you know, we always say be authentic, provide value and just get started. Mm -hmm. That's still the same answer. Get started because content can be repurposed. It can be edited to, to, you know, accommodate different mediums. You know, it all depends on your goals and how you are with content. But as far as like leveraging the new tools and stuff, it's like, um, you know, once you get into routine, once you start somewhere, <laughs> it's, it's mm -hmm. okay if you still start with long form video, it's, it's completely fine. Like that, like that's not going anywhere. You know, that has its own pool of, of viewers. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, once you start, then it's easier to kind of dabble into the other things, but yeah. you, you do have to start. Like, like we said earlier, you know, ten, like 10 minutes ago, if you don't even have a listing, like let's start with getting indexed first. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's put content. You know, let, let's let's have that conversation next handle. week. Hey, this week let's yeah. let's at least get online, yeah. and then uh, yep. So so Justin, I got a question for you. Any uh, tips for those DIYers out there? Or people who all right, they're already making long form content, or they're gonna create video content. Any any tips on how they can repurpose and set up their video so that they can turn it into a real or a vertical video and horizontal video? Can you give some like tips on that? Like yeah. maybe set up Struct formatting? Structure-wise yeah. as yeah, well please. as, you know, like yeah, just structure-wise you mean? Not like yeah, yeah, also, and that. And well, I would say like even like making sure they're like centered in the frame or whatever, yeah. it might be like how far away you are. That, that's one thing that Russ and I, we always talk about with setting up the shots for this podcast. You've probably noticed when we started, they were a lot tighter. Now we've kind of back them up a little because of that reason making them yep. ig accessible the clips. And, right so cutting them down so yeah definitely like i think as far as structure goes like if you're gonna know and we touched upon this a couple episodes yep. ago too like if you know that you're gonna have one overarching topic um break that down into a, as many different topics as you can and maybe even section it in a way that um 
you know, like we, we've done playlists for some of our clients before, which, yep. you know, um, how to how to be X, Y, Z. And then you have a 10 video playlist that each one is a different topic about that. But then, you know, say they're three minutes, you cut them down, you have five short versions yep. for each topic. So you have your long version, your short versions, and then your super, super short versions. Yeah, your intro piece, your outro piece that stays the same or whatever it might yep. be. Um, and yeah, one thing that you guys always say is like, okay, if we're going to have this be long and short, like make sure you're backed out a little bit. So the camera is further away from the subject. The subject is all the way like directly centered so that when you do crop it down to make it vertical, um, it works. It yep. still works. You know, it, it's still, everything is in the actual view. Yeah. Sometimes video. if you're, you know, if you have an eye for something for um, horizontal video and then you go and you cut it in and like the person's face is taking up your entire screen. That's really uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, it is, User yeah. retention is not going to be good for you on that. Yep. Um, exactly. So little things like that really do go a long way in, in kind of like understanding what, um, like what edits kind of keep user retention. Yep. You know, like um, we've talked about it before, but the more edits you put in, the more your brain is like, oh, that's something cool. And it keeps you sticking around. Yeah. Um, so all that, all that combined would kind of give you a really good IG TV reel. Good advice. For yeah. a beginner, I think like, teaching yourself to shoot and edit basic videos is how you learn how to get a little bit better when it comes to like, Oh, what do I need to do for this shoot? How do I make better content? Cause when you shoot yourself and then you edit your, your own videos, you really start to gain a full understanding of like, Oh, like that didn't work when I shot it this way, it got cut off in editing and Mm -hmm. now I'll fix it next time. And if you do that, like just week over week, by the end of a few months, you're going to be a much better content creator, even if you're just using your phone. Yep. yep. It's you, like, yeah. it's, it's like I shot it this way. Why won't it look this <laughs> way? Yeah, 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 <laughs> it's yeah. like, well, this way stays this way. If you want full screen this way, what can I brighten? What can I darken? <laughs> exactly. Can yeah. I Photoshop yeah. my face? No, that's called CGI. Yeah. <laughs> Millions of dollars. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. You gotta, you gotta shoot it the way you're kind of, going to post it and then you can do little things at the end if you don't really know how to edit or you know modify it a lot but um yeah so i like awesome. it good advice anything else you guys want to cover i think that's a good overview of what's been going on lately yeah, yeah. it covers it for me i'm good yeah i'm good on my end did you want to tell that story which one the uh the 30 for 30 oh yeah yeah so a success story from actually a podcast uh, i know so um I was working with a client that was kind or a prospective client that was a little bit skeptical. They just wanted to run paid ads. They didn't really value um, the video content because it costs money. It costs a lot of money and I get that. And they were like, ah, well, I really just want to keep doing what's working. And that's totally fine. Um, so they were actually a guest on a client's podcast. Um, and we cut this podcast up into different segments. And then from one of those podcast segments, they were actually found by ESPN to be part of a docu-series they're going to put out. It's going to be like a 30-minute, 30 30-for-30 30 30 special coming out in a couple months. They're like one of three people in the world because he talked about a very, very particular thing, and he fell into this one bucket. Someone from ESPN watched the video that we edited, which is crazy, and they called him, and now he's going to be featured on an ESPN spot. So oh, I would yeah. say, what's the ROI of organic video? It's like, yeah, right there's, there. there's some right there, brother. <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, a yeah. really cool story. We're really happy for them and happy it worked out. What a good story 
story to, to end off this episode, too, because right there, they found it through the index. Index, Indexing yeah. properly. That's, you know. Totally. And that, you, you don't need a million, like, that video didn't go viral. There's not a million views or even a thousand views on that video. But they picked a hyper-specific lane, mm-hmm. and they nailed it. And they found the one person that did really need that or really was interested. So it's kind of like just an example, but it's that method works it does work mm-hmm. long term so really good success story and yeah. great job you shot that and yeah so hey, great thanks, job man. Thanks, man. yeah <laughs> that's a great way to wrap it up if we yeah. could drop these mics we would yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right cool thanks for joining us guys all right talk to you next time thanks guys peace